Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Welcome to the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, the user-friendly Medicare podcast. And here's your host, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. It's so wonderful to see you all gathered here and uh, ready to absorb some Medicare knowledge. I hope I can make it worthwhile for you. We'll give it a try. We'll give it the old college try. I want to say thank you to my nephew, my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, who uh, did the introduction, as always, for this podcast episode. Right now, his mother and father have joined Randy and I in Arizona, and uh, they brought along uh, two couples who are friends of theirs in Canada, neighbors, I guess. One one couple for sure is a neighbor, and um, they're longtime friends and traveling companions, and so... <laughs> They're so happy to be here out, out of the Canadian weather. I don't have the heart to tell them what the forecast is, but in the next day or two, it's going to drop 20 degrees and it's going to be rainy. And I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, it may be that their appreciation of this non-freezing, non-snowy weather is so great that it won't matter to them if it rains a little bit. But uh, yesterday morning, their first morning in Arizona, they got out of bed and I got a text from my sister and she said we're going to go climb black mountain <laughs> and then and then we're going to do this and then we're going to play golf and then we're going to do this other stuff and we're going to stop by and say hello for a minute and then we're off on on our next adventure so she's excited like little kids would be uh if i had wanted to i could have sat here at my desk and looked at black mountain to see if i could see those ant-like people climbing up to the top of black mountain but uh i chose to do other things and uh it's probably time well spent. But anyway, what are we doing here? We're talking about Medicare eventually. And uh, one of the reasons that we talk about Medicare is to help people feel confident and happy about that transition that they're going to face someday from Obamacare to Medicare. And I think it's going to be an improvement in most people's lives. How do I know that? Because I read my own book. My book is Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, and I think you ought to read it too. So go to Amazon.com and check out the four ways in which you can obtain the Medicare insurance information that I try to, uh, to uh, convey using that book. One of the four ways is the hardcover book, which is a little on the pricey side, but it is really a beautiful creation that would make a suitable gift for a friend or loved one that you know will be approaching Medicare within the next year or two. Uh, the other uh, more favorite one is the the uh, paperback 
edition, which is only about $8. It has the same information, just not as expensively packaged. And then, of course, we have the Kindle version, which is less than $4. And we have the Audible book, wherein I do all the work for you. I turn the pages. I pronounce the words. I take the knowledge and put it into your ear. So there are big advantages with each of those four types of books. But most important, go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and put in the search window Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 because you don't want to get an older version by mistake. And I mentioned Randy before. I normally try not to say his name. It's like invoking the genie in the bottle. He pops out at uh, unpredictable times, and he's going to pop out right now. Randy, how the heck are you today? I am doing just fabulously awesome. I had a grin on my face because you were telling about your sister coming down from the from the great cold, the white snowy. North north the the white you know yeah i i had a smile on my face because i can just imagine uh that they're probably reacting somewhat similar to uh, some friends of ours that have come down from the snowy north in particular north dakota and uh, that's not quite as bad as canada but pretty darn close you know and they were out i i warned them i said okay now don't go out of the house until you let me know because as you know i've got quite the sophisticated medicare scam vantage security system good when that thing goes off we have to shut everything down here i'm I'm telling you i i have to call the cops say don't worry about it i've got it handled the scammers are gone I, i scared them off but I can just imagine. So I told everybody, I everybody that comes to see us, I say, "Now don't go outside. You'll be sorry." Uh-huh. And I, they do, and I'll be guard darn if they aren't out in the pool. And I can't <laughs> even stick a, I can't even stick a bare foot in there without freezing up. I know. Well, you know, prior to his wedding, Drew McMillan my sister Emily's uh, son and our our podcast announcer um, came down here with all of his uh, buddies, his groomsmen, and uh, they rented a big house, which, you know, we hear a lot about short-term rentals lately and how they are looked down upon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, mm, well, yeah, no, we, we don't like those. <laughs> they're the reason, because they, here were 10 or 12 Canadians in a big, big house with a pool and a hot tub, and all they did was blast music, drink beer, and run around yelling and screaming, jumping in the water. And I'm sure that their next-door neighbors, if they were not Short-term renter rentals themselves were uh, very perturbed about this, but they're the nicest bunch of guys in the world. So they might have been noisy, but there was nothing. There's not an unpleasant bone in any of their bodies. They're just a great bunch of guys. They're exuberant, and uh, so now being from North Dakota, I think is worse because the part of Canada these people are from is pretty like even with Detroit or not too far oh. north. So North Dakota might act where my guy is from might actually be worse. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is worse. But now I told you earlier before we actually uh, turned the mics on that uh, I was going to be pressed for time today because people were going to pop in. And uh, one of whom is Roy as uh, alert listeners to this podcast will have uh, remembered Roy from a prior episode. And he's going to come back and tell us about his shoulder surgery and and the recovery and all of that uh, at some point. But he's coming over 
over to do something totally unrelated to Medicare or podcasting today. So I want to rush Randy through the podcast process, uh, but I do want to tell him I've got two items for our next game of stump the podcast engineer and oh uh, okay cool. and so i i don't don't uh uh schedule too many activities in for future episodes because i don't know if i'll have time today but uh if we do we'll do at least one of them and perfect uh, then i get to my subject for today and this kind of confused randy when he saw the checklist with this uh subject on it he was scratching his head going, oh, boy, is this going to be interesting or stupid? Well, I can't answer that for him. Only you listeners can answer it for yourselves. But the title I put down on this uh, sheet was The Saga of a Successful Woman. And I I want to talk about it today, but it's going to be off the top of my head. So I'm going to take a sip of tea in order to lubricate my uh, vocal cords. Okay. Now this has been happening over the last day and a half or so. Um, and I, I, uh, want to be careful here because this woman is a client of mine and she is a wonderful human being. She was referred to me by a different, by a friend of hers who is another client and a wonderful human being. So I don't have a negative word to say except about the choices that some people make. Now, what we have here is a woman who crossed over the threshold into Medicare many years ago. I'm going to say maybe eight years ago, she turned 65 and she has historically been a CPA, has her own accounting firm and is successful and has established her, her high you know, living standard and has uh, gone through life without serious concern for her revenue or her assets, and she has been financially successful. So she has not had to worry about protecting herself from, oh, she's also been very healthy. So she has not had to worry about the consequences, uh, like many of us do, uh, with uh, possible extremely painful medical expenses coming from, say, an accident or an unexpected diagnosis. And she just, uh, you know, kind of, I get the impression, I've never laid eyes on her. I get the impression that she's uh, very happy-go-lucky. In fact, let's call her happy. Uh, it kind of reminds me of happy Rockefeller. Here's a woman who married into a family of uh, Rockefellers. How much happier, <laughs> you know, do you need to be? But uh, my, uh, my, uh, uh, my successful woman, my client here, happy, um, had a, I think a pretty good life. As far as I can tell, she is certainly joyful to talk to, and she's, um, very pleasant and she's a lot of fun and she just seems to be in a good mood all the time. But the reason she contacted me and the reason she was referred to me was that she kind of made a fatal mistake that people who are comfortable with life might do didn't think about the possible consequences of inaction when she got to Medicare. She did the minimum required. She applied for Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. So as a uh, uh, Medicare Part A participant, she's protected from massive hospital bills. She just has a deductible. And then Medicare pays 100% of hospital expenses for the first 60 days. She never anticipated having to become a hospital patient. And so um, 
you know, and part A is free. So it just kind of goes along with part B, which is a different story. Medicare part B has a uh, small but pesky monthly premium that everybody must pay. But part B is the uh, insurance coverage from Medicare that we're most likely going to encounter because it's for treatment for outpatient conditions. When you're, uh, you know, having a physical exam and they discover something, if you have an accident uh, where you have to be hauled off to the emergency room and they, they fix you right up and send you home, those are outpatient expenses because you're not confined to a hospital. So I don't know how this was discovered, but uh, my happy client went to a doctor and was diagnosed with a very serious and dire uh, diagnosis. Uh, She has the beginnings of what could be a really, really bad thing. And this came out of the blue. Her life has been, as far as I can tell, wonderful, and, and she's always been cheerful, and there is, uh, there's there been no reason for her to be concerned. But this diagnosis, this unexpected diagnosis, came out of left field and has uh, hit her in a way that she is confused because she doesn't, she purports not to have any symptoms. And she says, I don't really, I didn't know that I had this. It's um, like a one in a million kind of thing. And it may manifest itself in greater uh, symptomology down the road and cause her more problems, or it may not. But uh, the doctor who specializes in this particular uh, treatment has told her that he wants to be aggressive in uh, making sure that they have all the tools necessary to fight this disease should it become more problematic than it is right now. I don't think it's very problematic now, but it weighs heavily. The knowledge that she has this condition weighs heavily on her, and it makes her concern, and it's something that she has to think about all the time. So they suggested a course of action involving stem cells, and apparently it's very expensive. It involves harvesting stem cells and then keeping them in case future aggressive treatment for this condition is required. And so that's when I got involved, because guess what? Her doctor said, I see that you have Medicare. You have Medicare Part A, you have Medicare Part B. And as you know, Medicare Part B pays for outpatient expenses when you're not confined to a hospital or a nursing home. Medicare Part B pays for the the medically necessary treatment that you're going to get. It After a small deductible, this year it's a couple hundred bucks, after that deductible, Medicare pays 80% of the remaining charges, which sounds like a fairly good deal. Everybody ought to be able to scrounge up 20% of medical expenses in the event of an emergency. Yeah, you know, tighten your belt a little bit, uh, break the piggy piggy bank open, or go and uh, take your, in my case, I would take my Hopalong Cassidy passbook to Oklahoma City to the uh, bank account uh, that my grandfather opened for me many, many decades ago and uh, collect the money and all the interest. Oh, no, excuse me. The state of Oklahoma got that money. Never mind. So this is what would happen if you have Medicare only. What I tell people is you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So it's prudent to protect yourself by having a Medicare supplement. A Medicare supplement will limit 
the amount of money that you have to pay out of your pocket if you should have a, an accidental injury or a, uh, a chronic condition springs up or something more dire like this nice lady has. And your Medicare supplement doesn't cost that much money, but it will protect you from the ravages of high medical expenses. <clears throat> and most people understand that, but this lady kind of blithely blew through Medicare and didn't think that any other coverage would be necessary. And once again, I called her successful. I called her happy. I don't think she anticipated hearing bad news about a scary uh, medical diagnosis that could cost tons of money. Well, her doctor, who wants to do the stem cell procedure, has said, I'm not going to do it because you don't have insurance enough to cover it. And she said, well, I have vast resources at my disposal. And he said, not good enough. I'm not going to perform that potentially life-saving procedure until I know that you have financial responsibility and you have medical insurance that will pay for it if, if it gets complicated, expensive, or if something goes wrong. And that threw her for a loop. What do you mean? I've got all kind. I've got you know, savings. I've got. Um, uh, I, I've always had a uh, substantial, um, you know, <laughs> uh, net worth. Uh, my brother is willing to chip in. He has a substantial net worth, and that wasn't good enough for this doctor. So she told her friend. Her friend said, "Hey, I just read a book by a guy." Maybe he's kind of a dope, I don't know, Medicare for the lazy man. Let's give it a try. And that's how I became acquainted with this happy and successful lady. And so the first thing I did was I looked at all the applications that I had for Medicare supplements, which limit your out-of-pocket expense and provide the kind of insurance this doctor insists that she have. And the Medicare supplement application that I found that looked like it was going to be the solution to her problems was from uh, Mutual of Omaha, an excellent, excellent company. And so I said, let's fill out this 22-page behemoth of a an application and let's jump through all their hoops and let's find out whether you are going to be acceptable to their medical underwriters and uh, she said okay and i maybe i was too optimistic but i said i think we've got a good chance the way this questionnaire this health questionnaire is worded it sounds like they're going to consider you in spite of your dire diagnosis and she said all right let's do it well, exactly 24 hours later, we had a big rejection in our hands. Yeah, I'll say one thing about Mutual of Omaha. They may have tons of paperwork and they may make you jump through a million hoops, but they'll answer immediately, especially if it's a rejection. And they rejected her in this case. And I said, boy, that's that's serious because I don't think there's any other Medicare supplement carrier that asks medical questions that will accept you given your diagnosis. And uh, so this was kind of a, you know, reality smacking her upside the head. She uh, all of a sudden was sobered by this experience. And so then what happened? Well, um, I said, okay, I've got one little item in my portfolio that might be the best solution for you, but it involves giving up Medicare. And she said, well, I'll listen to any idea you have. And the solution is the Medicare MSA. Now, I, I want Randy to stick his fingers in his ears while I say this, but the Medicare MSA is a Medicare Advantage plan. It's just a an unusual 
and highly attractive Medicare Advantage plan because it doesn't force you to uh, have a network of doctors and hospitals like an HMO or a PPO or all other Medicare Advantage plans would. It is the one Medicare Advantage that offers you freedom of choice. It offers no, um, it, it forces you to have uh, no um, uh, pre-existing uh, condition uh, uh, limitations. It'll take any uh, medical condition, but you can only enroll in it at certain times of the year. And in addition to that, if you want to have a procedure done, you don't have to have any prior authorization permissions from your your uh, uh regular doctor and nobody's going to ask permission you can go to a specialist anytime you want to and you don't have to get permission for a procedure to be performed that would be approved by the plan the plan does not have its nose in your beeswax so this seemed like a good solution but the only time we could enroll was the end of the year from october 15th to december 7th so we waited all year last year for that time to arrive and i contacted my client at that point. And I said, okay, it's time. Shall we make the jump? And she said, what are the downsides? And I said, the only downside is you got to stick with the plan for at least one year. You can't disenroll whenever you want to and go back to regular Medicare. You've got to have the plan for a full 12 months. And she said, all right, let's do it. So she and I did the application process for the Lasso Healthcare Medicare MSA plan which is, uh, you know, a, a plan that fully approved and and fully uh, endorsed by the federal government, but it is a Medicare Advantage plan. And I usually spend all my time fighting Medicare Advantage plans, but this one is the one Medicare Advantage plan that is better than all the others that I know of. So I enrolled her in the Medicare MSA plan to start January 1st. And then yesterday she called me and said, I have an appointment in a couple of days. I need to go see the doctor and I don't have an ID card. Oh God. The company that I touted and the plan that I touted so completely to my client fell down flat on its face and they did not send her an ID card. She had gotten a call from the uh, staff at the hospital where the doctor practices that she's going to go see. And the staff was asking for her Medicare, not Medicare, for her insurance information, her ID number and a contact telephone number. So I said, well, sit right there. I can get that information for you. And I eventually did that. And I also got her a brochure from the Medicare MSA plan that describes to the doctor's staff how they can file a claim because this is not a common kind of plan. It's really highly unusual to have a Medicare Advantage plan that has all the freedoms of a Medicare supplement. And so they put out a brochure that describes how a doctor's staff can go about the claim filing process. And it's really simple, but it's designed to set them at ease because they don't hear about these plans very often. Your average patient does not have a Medicare MSA. It's uh, It appeals to a special kind of person. In this case, my client is the perfect uh, client for a plan like this because she has substantial means, and so the large deductible is not a problem for her, and yet she has a doctor holding a gun to her head saying, I want to treat you, but I don't want to do it, and I won't do it without insurance that will protect you from the potentially high cost. So that's where we stand today. We have provided 
the uh, contact information, the insurance company information to the doctor's staff. She has a meeting or an, an appointment tomorrow uh, at the hospital in question with the doctor in question. And so I'm hoping, I'm expecting that's going to go smoothly. The only fly in the ointment here is that this company fell flat on its face by not sending her a welcome kit and an a, uh, an ID card. And so she is going to have to... <laughs> Uh, do a little tap dancing and give them my number if it if it comes down to it when she shows up for her appointment. And I'm expecting that this will go smoothly, but you just never know. So that's uh, that's my story for now, Randy. It is uh, unfortunate that she did not take the correct action in getting a Medicare supplement when she turned 65 and nobody would have asked any medical questions. But since she has now at least acquired insurance, is going to make the doctor happy. I'm hoping that she'll be able to have the treatment that he suggests and that uh, life will go on for many more decades for her. So that's that's my story. Did it make any sense at all? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I did. I turned down the volume on my headset considerably when you mentioned a Medicare Advantage plan. Sorry, but- sorry about that. Very sorry, but, but in this particular context, I, I'm okay with it. I, I hope I wish I wish the woman well, and I hope it just goes smoother than a striped ass tape. Well, I hope to uh, record or record report the excellent news uh, uh, after some time has passed. I'll let you know whether, in fact, uh, the doctor was happy with the coverage, the procedure was performed, and that she has a bright, bright future. Right now, she's asymptomatic. I'm hoping she'll stay that way forever and ever and ever. Good, good. Well, you know something? I know you're busy today, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off for today but before i do i is there anything we haven't talked about you talked about all the good stuff up front but there is one thing i always like to mention people that listen to our podcast if you could find some way to give us a rating on the podcast and the book five stars would be awesome but we are needing to sign off today because we have just spent our 75 cents of airtime. You have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma, now living in Arizona up in the high altitudes behind Cave Creek in his fortress of solitude. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>